0: Well, good morning everyone. It's good, good to be with you here today. Um, Jen and I are wondering one thing actually, whether we're going to have more baptisms or babies this year. <laughs> so, no, it's wonderful. Yeah, so as David said, we're continuing with um, the church's Living in Christ series. And if we could get the PowerPoint happening... That'd be great. No worries, no worries. So, um, uh, yeah, we can thank Jen for helping me with uh, getting the, um, I don't know, some pretty pretty pictures and things happening for us today, so that's good. So, can anyone think why I picked this picture for this series, Living in Him? Um, Psalm ninety one? What does what does Psalm ninety one say? Cover you, with his feathers. Cover you with his feathers. That's good. That's good. That's not the one I was thinking of. But that's great. Can anyone think of another one? Uh, yeah, I think if we obey God we stay close to him mm. under his feathers, but if we disobey, we walk out there in the wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. To him, so we better to stay under the feathers. Yeah, yeah. Also, one of the other, another verse that reminded me um, of why I picked this picture is Jesus said, Jerusalem, how often I've wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers uh, her chicks under her wings. And uh, so that's what a wonderful place to be abiding in Christ. Um, so it's working. Um, So focus verses for today, Jesus said if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. And again Jesus said as the father loved me, I also have loved you, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. And uh, in his presence is fullness of joy. So when Jesus says, I have obeyed my Father's um, commandments what are those commandments chiefly first and greatest commandment is you shall love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind and all your strength as well Uh, the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang all the law and prophets so that's what we're talking about when we, when Jesus kept his father's commandments pretty well. That sums it up. So I thought we'd start from the ground up to get to talk about the topic today. So we'll just go back to ooh, here we go, God's invitation. So. To each one of us, most of you have taken this invitation. If you're sitting here and you believe and trust in Christ to forgive you for your sins, you have taken this invitation. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And it's this beautiful picture of feasting, feasting and jesus said the kingdom of god is within you and it's a feast and it um yeah it's a feast for your soul your spirit the nourishment of the inner being and um, i remember as a very young person about four years old i can't quite remember exactly what age i was but i remember i had this picture bible and i had a picture of jesus knocking at the door and this verse and i re- I just wanted that. <laughs> I wanted Jesus in my life. And that's the point I believe that I became a Christian. And um, it's a wonderful thing to have Jesus feasting with you. So I just, just want to dwell a little bit more about this. Um, we had the picture of the hen with the chicks. have the picture of um, inviting Jesus to feast with us. Um, and when Jesus walked on this earth, when he was invited to a wedding, he, they ran out of wine. He turned water into wine. So Jesus is a good person to have at your wedding. When he was present in the boat, he calmed the storm. When the crowds were hungry, he fed the 5,000 with five barley loaves and two fish. Everywhere Jesus went, the blind received sight, the lame walked, those who had leprosy were cleansed, the deaf heard, the dead were raised, the good news was proclaimed to the poor. So, and Jesus, when he walked with the men uh, on the road to Emmaus, they said afterwards, "Did Did not our heart burn within us when he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? And so Jesus is such a wonderful Um, person to have in your life. And he is also the son of God. So we'll talk a bit, bit more about God's invitation. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David." So when we accept this invitation, God makes a covenant with us. And I want to explore that next. Oh, actually, uh, just one more, one, more, one more verse on this uh, whole theme. Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we want to look now at the covenant that God makes with us when we invite Jesus in. And it's it's found in the Old Testament. And it says, But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and inscribe it on their hearts I will be their God and they will be my people no longer will each man teach his neighbor or brother saying know the Lord because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord for I will forgive their iniquities and will remember their sins no more And again, it says in another place, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So that's the covenant and it's talking about uh, God filling us with His Spirit. So let's talk, look at the Holy Spirit now, um, and is talking again on this idea of feasting with God, you know, being satisfied, being full, filled with His love. If anyone thirsts, let him come to. Yeah, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scriptures said. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And again it says, If you love me, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father... And he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. So being filled with the Spirit is likened unto being born again. And that's where you hear the term born again Christians. This is what it's referring to. Um, and Jesus explained it in this passage. He said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of Spirit is is spirit. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So, where there's new birth, there is new life. And the Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And of sound mind. And again, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, faith, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. And that's where it comes to love and obedience. Like that's how it connects to love and obedience, that we choose to love God, we receive God, he gives us his spirit and we then walk in the newness of life and it's a whole transformation so let's look, at, let's look at that a little bit more, God's promises to achieve that and fulfil that in our life. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, this is Paul speaking, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do, Of his good pleasure. That's a powerful verse. You know, that God is actually the one working to will and to do of his good pleasure. And something we can look look towards God to achieve that. Um, And again it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And we can rest on God that um, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And once you have put your trust in God, um, we, the Bible says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will content, complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Um, when I, when I got married, I made a marriage covenant, and it was till death to we part. And it was that we would love each other. Um, and in a covenant, you fulfill your bit, I'll fulfill my bit, and this is how we want it to work. And God's always faithful. And um, yeah, He's there for you, and the Bible says, "When we're faithless, sometimes we're doubt. He remains faithful, he cannot deny himself. So he's always with you, he's gotcha. We are kept um, by the power of God through faith for salvation. Um, So we, with an unveiled face, beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. So we're being renewed into the very image of Jesus and from glory to glory, and we grow, we grow, we learn. And as we, like, I I guess what you believe about who you are really changes how you act. Um, I remember this. I remember talking to this person, and they they had these um, had to have a tooth out, and they um, had these pills, and it made them like take the pain away, and they sort of had this sort of you know sort of feel all fuzzy in the head sort of thing. And later on, they they saw those same pills that they had, and they were like. Um, oh, I wonder, wonder if that would make me go all funny again. And uh, they, and then they thought to themselves, oh wait, no, I'm not a druggie. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be like that. I'm not, I'm not that. And they decided not to. And, I, and that story um, by this friend, I thought, wow, what we believe about ourselves really does change the way we, we, we act. Um, and... The Bible says that, um, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so as we um, learn more about who God's God is, about what God's heart is, then um, we're like, well, that's, that's how we should be. That's how God's made us to be. That's how we're born to be. We should walk in that. And God's got power, all the power there, ready to go, to help us to um, grow in that. Mm. Whoop, whoop, whoop! What happened here? (laughs) I do like what just came up. Then, all to Jesus, I surrender. That's what we need to do. It's like okay, I'm letting go of the old self, of the old life, letting go of certain things, and you know, embracing the new life. We have to let go of Egypt. We have to to be able to be fed with the manna in the wilderness, you know, and reach the promised land for our life. So another verse on transformation. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly grace and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And um, partakers of the divine nature. And that's God's promise to us. He's there, his yoke's not hard, his burden's easy, and we're to put off the old man and be renewed according to his image day by day. So let's, let's summarise. God first loved us. God created this world, and us for a relationship with Him. He gives us free will, and offers us an amazing invitation to live a life of love and to be born in His family. God commands us to love us—sorry, uh, to love Him, and love ourselves, and love our neighbour. And Jesus said, "We must be born again." What does that mean? We repent of all sins. We believe in him and, we, uh, to, and his atoning work on the cross. Um, he shed his blood on the cross um, in our place so that we could be forgiven for all the sins we've ever done. And we are baptised and receive the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be born again. And when God pours his Spirit on On us, our heart is changed and we are renewed day by day as we yield to him. Surrender all. So that's it. And um, if anyone here has not accepted that invitation but would like to know more, um, there are plenty more verses about uh, what God's promises to us, Um, what it's like to live the christian life and there are this place is full of people with stories of um, god's faithfulness to them through their lives so please if you want to know more just ask thank you